Ladies and gentlemen, Ladies and gentlemen. it's time to get it on. Get, get it on. Coming at you from a secret backwoods location in the middle of Texas. It's the highly opinionated and controversial voice of traditional old school orthodox Christianity. This is, this is Spiritual Combat with Dr. Scott Sullivan. Hello, hello, and welcome to Spiritual Combat. The show where we engage the enemy using prayer, fasting, and full contact logic. On the front lines and in the trenches, inviting you to join the resistance against the forces of lies, error, and evil. I am your host, Scott Sullivan, and welcome to the show. All right, so I want to talk about today why Bible study and catechism are not enough. It's not enough to train your kids only in this anymore, and it's not enough really for adults, quite frankly. Um, And the reason why I want to talk about this is because it is just a big misunderstanding. First of all, of course, most Christians, most Catholics don't do any of the above anyway. I mean, they they don't do Bible or catechism. So that's obviously a big problem. But the people who do do something like that uh, do only things like Bible study and catechism. Now, just to just right off the bat here, I want you to know I am not knocking this whatsoever. Bible study, catechism, this is a good thing, you know, and there needs to be more of it. So I am not knocking Bible study and catechism per se. You must understand that. I do it all the time and of course, I train my kids in this all the time. So in in no way is this episode meant to downplay the importance of Bible study and catechism. I'm not doing that. Rather, what I'm saying is, is that Bible study and catechism are not enough. It's not enough anymore to do only these things. That is my point here. And the reason why I want to bring this up is really, it it just seems to be up to me a big misunderstanding about this. I see this all the time. I, I see, God bless them, you know, well-intending parents that, that if they do anything at all, then they're doing Bible study and they're doing catechism. And that's great. But that's all they're doing in terms of their child's religious formation and even of their own formation. That, that's just really all they're doing for either one. And I also get this, I bring this up too, because I get this all the time on things like Facebook. I get guys telling me all the time, they'll say things like, hey man, all I need to know is my Bible. You know, it's just me and my Bible. I'm doing my Bible study, and if nobody else likes it, then, you know, heck with them. I'm just going to walk the other way. I mean, I had a guy tell me exactly this thing the other day. He doesn't need anything else but to know his Bible. You know, just just me and my, this kind of me and my Bible approach. That's just, uh, the assumption here is that's just sufficient anymore. And if you don't like it, tough for you. Um, and it, it's not sufficient, quite frankly, to do just your Bible study and that's all, or just your catechism and that's all anymore. And the short answer to the reason, well, why not? Why isn't this enough? Is simply because both Bible study and catechism Here's the kicker. Both of these things presuppose that God's revelation has already been given. Let me say that again because it's extremely important. The fundamental problem here 
with just Bible study alone or catechism alone or put them both together alone, the fundamental problem here is that they both presuppose that divine revelation has already been given. They presuppose that God has already spoken. This, this, kind of, this idea is just presumed already when you go into studying these things. When we go to study the Bible from the aspect of faith, when we go to learn our catechism from the aspect of faith, it is presupposed, it is assumed from the get-go that God has said these things. All of this is taken for granted. Now, some of you may wonder, well, what's wrong with that? What's wrong with presupposing that God has spoken? Why is this a problem? Well, <laughs> think of it in terms of our kids growing up today. Let's just talk about the kids for a second. Think of it in terms of our kids growing up today and interacting with this post-Christian educated culture. All right, our kids, this is obvious, right? Our kids are growing up and interacting with a post-Christian Christian, educated culture. Now meditate on that for a second. A post-Christian, this is, a, this is a, a culture that has seen Christianity, been there, done that, and now, culturally speaking, has, has rejected it. Okay, This is post-Christian, educated culture, like, like the culture you would see in, say, your typical college or university. This is a post-Christian, educated culture, and our kids have to interact with this. And this culture tends to be very, uh, to put it mildly, intellectually hostile to religious claims. They, these are not believers, okay? And given the fact that they are more or less educated and in the spirit of the university, they tend to question things. Why are you Christian? Why do you believe in Jesus? things like this. And so, if our kid has been raised just with things like Bible study and catechism, they may have a very good understanding of what we believe. They know what we believe. They know what, what Christian doctrine is, let's say. They, they, know their, they know this stuff. They know what we believe. I mean, they, they know about things like the Trinity and the Incarnation and, and sin and grace. They know all of this stuff, but they have not been educated at all insofar as why we believe. Why do we, be, why do we believe these things? What good reasons are there for thinking that these things are true, that God really has, in fact, said things like we see in the Bible or in catechism, you see? So it's a, this, this post-Christian educated culture that I'm talking about does not take it for granted that God has spoken. And if they question your kids about it, they will not take it as an acceptable answer that it's okay to just assume that the Bible is, say, God's infallible word. This is, after all, an educated culture, trained in science, and typically they want things more along the lines of evidence, quite frankly. Reasons, you see. So while this type of study that I'm talking about, Bible study and catechism, it teaches them some good things, but it does not teach them 
why they believe these things. What good reasons are there for thinking that God has, say, said these things in the Bible, or that God has taught these doctrines like the Trinity and so on? Why should we think that these things are true, you see? And the big question for the unbelieving world is exactly that. (laughs) This is exactly what they want to know. Why should we believe these things at all? Not what not so much what you guys believe, but why do you believe? You see. And if your kids can't answer this question, then they're probably going to start doubting their faith too. Gosh. Why do I believe these things? Just because mom said so? And I'm supposed to refrain from all these sinful pleasures that I see in college. Just because my mom said my faith is true? Mom, why is my faith true? The kids at school seem to have a good point. And quite frankly, they do have a good point. We should know the answer to this question. So it's just not enough anymore to only do Bible study, to to just study the Bible under the aspect of faith And that's just enough. That's not good enough anymore, at least in reference to the situation I'm talking about right now. Say your kid's going, you know, growing up and going to college, you see. Bible study will not help them there. It will not help them to know their Bible well from the aspect of faith if they don't have any good reasons to think that the Bible is, in fact, divinely revealed in the first place. To to put this another way, okay, in this sort of environment, you cannot appeal to the authority of the Bible when the authority of the Bible is precisely what is under question here. It is precisely the authority of the Bible that is being called into question by skeptics. They just think it's an old written document written by some some ancient Jewish people, and, and that's all there is to it. You know. They don't accept it as the infallible word of God. So you cannot appeal to the authority of the Bible when that very authority is precisely what is being disputed. You know... Their arguments are directed at undermining the Bible. They think they have good reasons for thinking that it's not authoritative. They, they think it's uh, you know comes from pagan myths and you know all these different types of skeptical arguments that we hear about. And if you haven't heard about them, you, you probably don't get out much. You probably haven't turned on the TV in a while and watched a documentary on the New Testament or heard what's being taught at many universities regarding the New Testament, you see. So a child who has been trained only in what their Bible says from the aspect of faith and what their catechism says from the aspect of faith is completely defenseless against this sort of why question, you see. We we can know all kinds of things about what Greek mythology taught, 
you know, what, what, what are the stories in Greek mythology and what did they say? And you could get into all that. But knowing what it says doesn't give us any reason at all to think that we should believe that it is true. You see, and, and, I, and I keep emphasizing this because, <laughs> you know, a, a lot of Christian parents just miss this. You know, God bless them. They, they think they're doing the right thing and they are to a certain extent. They're doing the right thing by having their child do Bible study and catechism. But that's just not enough. It doesn't answer the why we should believe all that stuff in the first place type issue, you see. And that is precisely the issue that our kids need training in today. They're going to get hammered with this when they go to university, college, or even even just in in the workplace today. You know, our American culture just kind of breathes this skepticism in, in, the, in the air of popular culture. They, they just take it in. And so our kids need to be trained in how to deal with it. Our, our, gosh, our adults need to be trained in how to deal with it. So, so please understand what I'm saying here. You cannot answer a why should we believe the Bible question with a what the Bible says, answer. You see, we have to be very careful of the fallacy of begging the question. You can't assume that the Bible is the revealed word of God in order to prove that the Bible is the revealed word of God. That is arguing in a circle. That is the fallacy of begging the question. You are assuming precisely the very same thing that you are trying to prove. Now, I'm going to say this again because I know there are going to be some people out there that misunderstand what I'm saying and think that I'm down on Bible study or down on catechism. I am not. This is, it's very important to know these things. We should know what we believe. Absolutely. I'm saying that these things, that studying this is not enough. It's not enough to know just what you believe. I mean, every religion has a what we believe. I mean, is, you know, Islam, they believe certain things. Hare Krishna, they, they, they believe certain things. You know, every different religion has a what we believe. We all have, anybody can kind of have their own belief system. That's easy. And you can compare those things. Well, this is what, this is what Christians believe. This is what Jews believe. This is what uh, Muslims believe. You know, we all have those what's. Every religion has a what we believe. But in addition to what we believe, I say Christianity also has a good answer to why we believe. We have good reasons for thinking that Christianity is true. We have good reasons for thinking that the Trinity is true. We have good reasons for thinking that the Bible is the inspired word of God and so on. We have good reasons for these sorts of things. We have good reasons for thinking that what our Bibles and what our catechisms say are true. What is taught in there is true, you see. And it always boils down to the truth question, and it should. It should. We we shouldn't base our faith on emotion. We shouldn't base our faith just on family tradition. Well, that's just how I was raised. No, the only good reason for believing in anything 
It's not because it makes you feel good. It's not because merely that, well, that's just the way you were raised. The only good reason for believing in anything is because it is true. That's it. The truth question is ultimate here. Now, if you want to put this whole conversation in terms of uh, classical terminology, the what we believe stuff falls under what, what is called dogmatic theology. These are the church teachings, you see. Dogmatic theology tells us what we believe. It tells us what God's revelation says. But dogmatic theology presupposes another field, traditionally called fundamental theology. We, we call it today apologetics, but fundamental theology. In dogmatic theology, we learn what God's revelation says. In fundamental theology, and you see the word fundamental because it just proves the foundations. In fundamental theology, we learn that God's revelation exists in the first place. In fundamental theology, in apologetics, we look and show that there is an actual existence of divine revelation in the first place, and that we can come to know this not through faith, but through things like philosophical and historical reason. This is extremely important, because many attacks on the church today, many attacks on Christianity today are not per se attacks on doctrines. People aren't out just attacking the Trinity, you know, as, as incoherent, let's say. That's not, that, that's not what typically happens. I mean, yeah, I know it happens in the moral sphere. But even there, fundamentally, at root, I think, these are attacks on the truth of Christianity. Because quite frankly, if God says things like gay marriage is immoral, well, then gay marriage is immoral. That kind of settles the issue, I think. So, in other words... On the surface, many of these attacks against Christian doctrine are at root occurring because they presuppose that Christian doctrine is false, <laughs> that there is no divine revelation there in the first place. This is why kids today need training in apologetics. They need training in how to answer questions like, why do you believe in Jesus versus something else? Why do you think that what Jesus taught was divine revelation sent by God rather than what they teach in Islam or anything else for that matter. Why think Christianity is true? Our kids need to be able to answer this. Adult Christians need to be able to answer this. And it is precisely training in apologetics or, or classically called fundamental theology that gives us these sorts of answers. So please, parents, Train yourselves and your kids in the art of Christian apologetics. It is extremely important. That's all we have time for today, folks. This is Scott Sullivan. Visit us on the web at www.scottmsullivan.com where I have some more resources for you regarding Christian faith and apologetics, theology, and things of that nature. Also, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. You can do that there on iTunes, or you can do it on your Droid device. Any device you have, you can subscribe to our podcast. That way you'll be notified when the next one comes out. I look forward to talking to you in the next episode of Spiritual Combat.
Spiritual Hardcore Catholic Radio. Catholic Radio. With Dr. Scott Sullivan. www.scottmsullivan.com.